Dump on the ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, though, welcome to uh, the first C Block of 2020. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you as usual from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah. Where it yeah. has never it hasn't actually become winter yet. Oh, really? Yeah, we've had it. It's been in the forties here. We, it's come and gone. It's been very strange. Right, it's been in the forties here too, but that's not like winter. That's like autumn. You know? Right. Yeah. We're, but like, we're, we're like in a prolonged autumn period right now. Someday the polar vortex is going to come. We've had it like dip down to the twenties and then come back up and then dip down. Yeah, it got cold for like two days here, but yeah. like no more than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, I'm going to tell the fans, we are broadcasting this on Tuesday night, January 7th. So we've kind of come back from uh, holiday breaks. So let's... Uh, so yeah. First season, new season. New season. This, this is, is a fresh new beginning for all of us. The year 2020. Hopefully... You know, we're going to post this on a on a Saturday, probably. Hopefully, everyone is still here between Tuesday and Saturday. Right. Right. Hopefully, you know, the the Iranian uh, crisis doesn't escalate further. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, Australia probably still going to be on fire. Right. right. I uh, I hot. My hot take at the beginning of this season was that this was the year that we were going to get famous. And unfortunately, it's looking like just all of the world is going to need a lot of escapism. And that's like our angle towards fame. It's like people are just going to need to escape. Yeah, we should start pushing the podcast as that. Right. Need a irreverent, hilarious, riotous escape from your life. Right? Which is terrible. (laughs) So we're going to be on a USO tour by the end of this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, book our our tickets to Baghdad. Right, exactly. Us and zombie Bob Hope. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to do so much cocaine with Bob Hope this year. (laughs) I'm really excited about that. Is he still alive? He's got to be dead, right? I don't know. He doesn't have to be. Right. Well, I think the technology must exist to resurrect him. Right. It's called cocaine. Exactly. Cocaine, Uh, Bob Hope. Yeah, he died in 2003. He was a... He was dead a long time. Solid 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah, if he was still alive today, he'd be 116 years old. 
Well, R.I.P. Fucking legend, that guy. Bob fucking Hope. Who else would go on the... uh, who else would go on the Dump on the Yump USO tour? USO tour, hmm. Mike Trout, maybe? Oh, like dude, that would, would be our that. that would be like our celebrity heavy. Yes. He would do it too. He's big into the support the troops stuff. Is he? I, he's in all those commercials. Maybe he's contractually obligated to. Right. He's just licensed out his hologram for those commercials. <laughs> right. It's going to be you, me, Mike Trout's hologram. <laughs> Bob <laughs> dead body. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe like a C-level player from Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> One of the dogs. Yeah. yeah one, of the, one of the dogs or like you know, that guy from the, like, the leader of the Night's Watch that gets killed, like, three episodes in, you know what I mean? You thought this character was going to be important. <laughs> right, maybe the Fat King, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, I like that guy, though. I was, yeah. no, no, that would be good. You yeah. be the Fat King from Game of Thrones, Mike Trout's hologram. Yeah. Dead Bob Hope. And Bob Hope's coffin. <laughs> Which we only use to do cocaine off of. Right. On stage. Right. Huh. Bob Hope had a brief boxing career in 1919 under the name <laughs> Hockey East. He, was, he made it to the finals of the Ohio Novice Championship in 1919. Amazing. He defeated a guy named Shorty Sedwich, but then lost to a guy named Happy Walsh. Right. Fun fact about Shorty Sandwich. He's pretty tall. (laughs) He's a pretty tall guy. Pretty tall guy. He fought Sugar Ray Robinson in 1972. How'd that go? Dude, result unknown. Charity match between Bob Hope and Sugar Ray Robinson. Damn. Who would you want to fight in a charity match for the USO soldier? Was it Bob Hope who beat up Happy Gilmore? No, that's the guy from the game show. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Price is wrong, bitch. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too many Bobs. Too many Bobs. Too many Bobs out there. Yeah, and it was a golf thing. Right. Could have yeah. been Bob Hope. Was it before or after 2003? Because he died <laughs> in 2003. Yeah, I think it was like 99. Yeah, okay. So it could have been Bob Hope. <laughs> oh, speaking of Happy Gilmore, have you seen Uncut Gems? No, I want to. Have you? Oh, yeah. I saw it the other Is day. it good? Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it apparently has, like, the most F-bombs per minute of any movie ever, something like that. No, I think it's the seventh most. Oh, maybe per minute. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the seventh most all time, I think. I'm good. Fifth most. It's top ten F-bombs all time. It was really good. It's, like, uh, not super pleasant to watch. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, this is the most 
shitty and miserable representation of humanity just like jammed into your face right oh okay because it's just like it's this guy and he should be fine right he should have like a good life you know and he has like everything that he needs to have a good life and it's just not good you know what i mean yeah um but yeah i really like does have Kevin Garnett in it, and I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> is Kevin Garnett in it completely inappropriately? Like, is he in it in some kind of romantic comic? Like, it's dark, no, no, dark. He's like a he's a driving. He's the uh, catalyst, kind of, for the entire yeah. movie. Uh, and he he's... plays himself in 2012 when they're making their playoff run. Uh huh. Huh. Wait, where's the list? So, uh. so anyway, I, I would recommend it. I, I'm just like, I don't want to like guarantee that you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It, I, I think I'll go see it. The other one I want to see is Knives Out. That's supposed to be good. Um, Isn't the, that like a Christmas movie? No, I think it just came out over Christmas. Um, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Well, it's supposed to be funny and weird, and I like funny, weird movies. Right. But I also... I Gems is not funny. No. Yeah. But I really like Adam Sandler's other serious movies. Like, I really love uh, Punch Drunk Love. Um, what's the other one he did that was serious that I liked? I didn't watch that one about 9-11. What's the one where he's like the chef? Is that Punch Drunk Love? Oh no, that's Spanglish, which I kind of want to see again because I remember really liking it. But huh. it's like a romantic comedy. I wasn't so into it, but it, people were into it. This movie, he did a really good job, and I think that the people who wrote it actually wrote it with him in mind. Um, and he's oh. good. He's so good. Oh, uh, this is. This is really funny. Okay, you ready for... This is according to imbd.com. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Okay. So, the number one movie with the most F-words in it is called Swearnet the Movie, right? Oh, that's uh, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, okay. So, that's number one. The number two is the documentary said called Fuck. Okay. Okay. Number three is 100 Miles from Hell, 2014. A couple of blue-collar boys seek revenge on a group of drug dealers through a series of robberies. Okay, so that's one, two, and three. Now, you want to try to guess? Number four. Uh, it's from 2013. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Margot Robbie, and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Yep. So that's next. Okay. Number five is Summer of Sam by Spike Lee. Okay. Next is a movie I've never heard about before. Nil by Mouth. A rough, short-tempered picture, blah, 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 but directed by Gary which is interesting. Next is Casino. Okay. 
Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was gonna say. There's a lot of Scorsese on this list. <laughs> right. Well, I was thinking that like Spike Lee and Martin Scorsese would probably be like duking it out. Yeah, kind of. Except Spike Lee's one is Summer of Sam, which I think it like. I mean, I like it, but not what I think of when I think of a Spike Lee film. Right. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, Goodfellas is number 14. That's as far as the list goes, unless I can hit continue. Wait, so where's Uncut Gems? Well, it's supposed to be seventh, but, like, it's not on this list yet. So it would be, okay. like, between Casino and Straight Outta Compton. Gotcha. I just think, you know, Scorsese, when he came out and, like, talked about how the Avenger movies aren't real movies. I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not on the Scorsese bandwagon right now, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, because he made his whole, like, name on movies that say fuck. Right. And tough Irish-Italian dudes. Right, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, his whole thing is, like, snapshots of, like, counter and black, like, underworld culture. Uh-huh. And so maybe he thinks that movies that are about fantastical fake fantasy aren't real. Yeah. Movies. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, I also don't really like going to movies in the movie theater. Right. Yeah. That's the way it is with a lot of people. That's why Netflix is doing so well. Yeah. yeah. You have to wear pants in a movie theater. And... No, you don't. <laughs> well, most, depending on... <laughs> I mean, maybe to get in, then, you know, if it's dark and no one else is in there. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um... How was Christmas? Christmas was good. <clears throat> Although I had some real serious uh, Christmas travel drama. What happened? Well, okay. So for Christmas, I flew down to Tennessee. Oh, no. Christmas with my girlfriend's family. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Shout out to Elizabeth and Steve for hosting us and Nancy for cooking the good fried chicken. Nice. Um, uh, and so we were down there and we were, you know, it was fine. And then on the plan was on the day after Christmas, the 26th, we fly from Tennessee to Vermont to go see my family. Right. Okay. Um, and so, but, so that flight started on the 26th at like five in the morning. We got up at five in the morning, go to the airport in Knoxville, Tennessee, fly to New York city. And then catch a connecting flight from New York City to Burlington to Vermont to see my family. Okay. So we get to the airport at five, like, wake up at five, check the flight status. Status is okay. Everything's fine. Weather is clear all the way up the eastern seaboard. No, like, hiccups in sight. Right. We get to the airport at, like, our flight's at eight, right? So Uh we get to the airport at 6.30 or so. Okay. Right around there. Get through security. As soon as we go through security, it's like, oh, flight is delayed. Yeah. 
an hour, right? Yeah. And so we go to the gate and we're like, hey, why is the flight delayed an hour? All the weather's fine. They're like, oh, we, there's a problem with the uh, mech, some mechanism on the plane. And okay. so we have to wait for this other plane to get here and then we can board. And then we're like, okay, so when is that plane supposed to get here? And they're like, oh, two hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the plane's only delayed an hour. So, and they're like, yeah, they just put up arbitrary numbers right. and then incrementally increase the time. Right. Which is so fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked so up. Anyway, the flight ends up being delayed more than four hours. I uh-huh. think we, catch a, we catch a... What airport are you hanging out in? Knoxville. Knoxville, okay. So how was four hours in the Knoxville airport? Fucking horrible. Right. And it was six hours. Cause six we got hours. There five and a half hours. Because we got there an hour and a half before the flight. Right. It was probably six hours. Because I think we eventually flew out at 12.30, which is the time we were supposed to be landing in Vermont. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Right. And so we, and so what ends up happening is we fly to New York, rent a car, and then drive to Vermont. Damn. So we started at 5 a.m. Wait the next day to catch a flight. From New York to Vermont? Yeah, well, we were only in Vermont for like two days anyway, so it oh. didn't really make any sense to wait an extra day. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and the fun, the funny thing was that, like, I was like, now we get to my family. Let's just, like, go home and like, go back. for a couple be, days. I don't think I mean? I've ever changed planes in my hometown. <clears throat> I think that's like... Yeah. A, a kind of a New York only experience that you can yeah. have. You're like, I could just leave and go to my house. <laughs> right. Well, no, you used to live in Chicago, though. That's like yeah. the most transferred airport in the country, I think. Yeah. But I never, when I lived in Chicago, I never transferred planes <laughs> in <Right>. Chicago. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I mean, I'm, you know, it was a good thing that Michelle convince me to go to Vermont because it was so nice to see my family on the holiday and they you know had gifts and like I my parents gave me this super fucking sick sheepskin which oh nice I can't even tell you oh I can show it to you hold on yeah. um yeah air travel can be such a pain in the ass oh yeah that's Look nice. at this shit. This is like yeah. the size of me look how yeah. big this fucking sheepskin is did you know that sheep yeah, I knew the sheep. This was from my parents' farm. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you petted that sheep when it was alive. Alive, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now it's dead. I watched the sheep grow up. Yeah, and now it's dead, and you own its skin. Right, and now yeah. I wear its skin for my <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, anyway. So we drove, we got to Vermont like in between nine and 10, making it like a whatever, a 14 hour ordeal. Uh-huh. Um, but the fucked up thing is that the fault wasn't, there was no weather problem, right? There was no yeah. airport problem. It was a problem, a technical problem with the airline. Right. So we spent hours on the phone with Delta and what they were offering us in went in like means of compensation was vouchers for 
flights in the future. Right. And this is like the most ridiculous thing to me. This like makes my blood boil. Oh, interesting. It's, okay. like, it's like, oh, we'll give you a hundred dollars off your next flight. And it's uh, like, uh, motherfucker, right. like flights with you are four hundred dollars minimum. So what <laughs> yeah. you're saying is I have to spend three hundred more dollars with you to like get any sort of compensation for like That's ruining my fucking holiday. Yes. I have to give you three hundred more dollars to like deal with this shit, and fuck that. that. That's fucked up. Okay? Right. Fucked up. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, that's terrible. Right. Give yeah. me compensation for this flight that you were you, ruined you your jet, Were yeah. you slamming like your fist down and yelling at the cloak? <laughs> no, actually, Michelle <laughs> dealt with it. She's much better than I am. <laughs> I would have been, and they would have hung up on me. Like, oh, you were on the phone. You need to find someone in person at the Delta help right. desk. Oh yeah, that would have been good. And then slant, like, yeah. I demand to do yeah. Right. So what I did you guys get? Did you end up just with hundred dollar vouchers? Uh yeah. No, yeah. she like talked. We got a discount, and we got a couple vouch like future yeah. vouchers. Yeah. It was like fine, but it's like, you know, we should have been because like the flights from Tennessee to Vermont were very expensive because the flights from New York to Vermont were very expensive. Uh -huh. And so when we called up to get a refund because we missed our connecting flight, right. they were offering a refund based on actual miles which is like not that many well like the flight like new york to burlington is a very short amount of miles yeah but it's like very expensive flight right. whereas like the flight from new, like knoxville to new york because it's going to a hub was like a very cheap portion of that flight and like the flight that we missed was the expensive portion uh -huh. but they they gave us a discount based on the physical mileage and it was like well, what the fuck? Like you, you know, we paid whatever four hundred dollars for these tickets for a one-hour flight, and then you're giving us a discount because it's like a short amount of miles. Yeah. Damn you, Delta. Yeah, Del I, Delta, yeah. and like that's the way that companies operate. It's like yeah. fuck you. You're fucked. Like, yeah. You sign into a contract that only benefits us, and you are, have no like, like avenue to get anything back from us. Airline travel does that, and it's also airline travel during the Christmas time. I flew back. I also had I my flight got delayed out of Oregon because there was ice on the wings, and that kind of upset me because how could you not anticipate ice on the wings? So I was delayed in Oregon. Missed my connection in Seattle. That was going to go to Indianapolis, but they got me on the next from Seattle to Indiana to Dallas to Indianapolis. So I went from Redmond, Oregon to Seattle, which is north, and then all the way down to Dallas, Texas, and then all the way back up to Indianapolis. And yeah. I got into Indianapolis like at one in the morning and then 
at that point, I was like, I'm exhausted. Do I, do I find a place to spend the night or do I drive the two hours to my home? And I'm like, I want to go home, so I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, that's how I always will. Like, I'm always like, I just got to get home, you know? Right. So, wait, you didn't spend the night in Indianapolis. I did not. My car was in Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah. That, that was, I drive to Indianapolis when I leave, usually, sometimes. But wait, just, did you, you went to Indianapolis and then got your car and then came home? Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. That was my, my final destination was Indianapolis. But yeah, I hate flying. I like to drive. Driving right. is more fun than flying. All right. We got about five minutes left. Uh, do you want to talk? Let's talk a little bit folks stuff since this is ostensibly a baseball podcast okay i'm all steamed up though right now oh okay keep getting steamed up wait no no, 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 it's fine we we got we should change gears because i'm like about to put my fist through my phone right now uh well don't do that but put your fist through something else i like it when you get mad about stuff it's funny (laughs) get mad sam all right well it's just it's just like if you give me a voucher for like a future purchase, that's not a fucking discount. That's no, like it's getting more money, out spending of more money with you. Exactly. That's not a fucking exactly. discount. You just ruined my my customers. And then you've like forced me to spend more money with you. That's, that's like whole idea. Up. So they right. actually profit from screwing right. up on their side. Right. Insult yeah. to injury is what it is. It's like no, I don't fucking voucher for a future flight i would like you to like compensate me for your horrible fuck up on this flight like give me a break um what about zeppelin travel bring it back i say yeah yeah i would rather die in a fucking zeppelin inferno than spend an hour on the phone with fucking delta yes yeah well, and being on the phone sucks, too. They just put you on hold, and then you're on hold, and then they come back right. and get the same deal that you already said you didn't want. Right. Yeah. See, I guess I'm, like, that happened to me a couple of years ago. Two years ago, I got stuck in Dallas. because I get transferred through Dallas a lot. I got stuck in Dallas because of mechanical problems, and... I spent the night in Dallas and they put me up in a hotel and gave me food and drink vouchers. Right. And I just got drunk and ate hotel food and was happy. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of sometimes do you have you ever like voluntarily given up your seat in exchange for vouchers? I feel like I uh, no, I haven't, but I feel like the people who do that get better compensation yeah I than think what we got yeah i've thought about it really hard like three times and i've never actually done it and you think i've anybody... never been on a flight where that's happened where that's been an option oh i feel like i've been on them lots of times where they oversell a flight and they're like we've got too many people for this flight somebody has to give up their seat but the thing is then you have to like plant i here's my point are there professionals who plan their trips that way so that they can give up flights because they don't really care where they're going or when they get there. Right. Right? 
What if you were going on a vacation and you're like, I don't need to go to Orlando because I don't have family there. I'm not meeting anyone there. I'm right. just gonna. So they're gonna. I'm stuck in in uh, in Dallas. I'll spend two nights in Dallas if they put me up at a hotel airport with like food and liquor. Right. Really, they need to start giving people all the booze you can drink vouchers. Right. Yeah. And then Joel's just flying constantly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you get drunk on the airplane, you land, you miss your connection, you get drunk at the airport. They give you wicker vouchers, you go to the hotel, you get drunk at the hotel. I've thought about like uh, getting a job in an airline just because yeah. if you like work part-time like stacking baggage for an airline you get as many free flights as you want like uh, it's crazy do those jobs pay well no i think it's probably minimum wage right plus free, plus flight. free flights but yeah. it's just like you know it's like there has to be an empty seat on the flight that you want and but it's like those seats are worthless to them basically like they give them away to their employees and it's not because they like their employees i can guarantee you that right you just spend all day like packing bags in chicago and then get on a plane at the end of the day in your orange vest and like gloves and fly back to new york right. on your flight. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like Every weekend you fly to fucking Barbados. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like which Caribbean island is like has empty seats on it right now, and then that's where you go. Yeah. Man, yeah, air travel. Um. All right, let's start wrapping it up. I'm sorry that you got angry about that. You know that there's a minor league baseball team called the Tennessee Smokies? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the name of their mountain range. Right. Yeah. The Smoky Mountains. Is that near where you were? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Eastern Tennessee. That's like right where I was. Oh. Never been there. I need to go to Tennessee. I really want to go to Memphis really badly. All right. Yeah. It's on my to-do list. I know. You used to live there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you kind you didn't of... come visit me when I was there? No. There, what years were you there? No idea. Yeah, I think I might have, like... What are years anyway, Joe? I, like, that's I think the real you, question. You might have... I might have lived in Oregon when you were in Memphis, and by the time I got to Chicago, you were back on the... Oh, you know what? I think when I was in Memphis, that's when yeah. you were having back surgery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still should have come. Mm-hmm. Next time. Um, all right. Here's my hot take that I, I want to start getting mad about because I was talking about this on Twitter and people were getting mad at me about it. Cool. Here's my hot take. But I'm not, I, I'm still developing the argument in favor of this. But my argument is quarterbacks are an overrated position in the NFL. Okay. Um, and that, like, 
franchises put too much stock in who their quarterback is and that they're actually more interchangeable than we believe. Okay. I would say that you're completely wrong. Right. That's what everybody says. I want to do this. (laughs) Like, even if you, okay, even if you were right on a, like, skills level, which Uh I do not think you are, like, Uh on a strictly marketing level, you're completely wrong. Oh, interesting point. Because all of the like most marketable figures in all of sports in this country, not just football, are like quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Right. They're the face yeah, of except fitness. for maybe LeBron James, with the exception of maybe LeBron James. Oh, I thought you meant strictly the NFL. When you no, get no, no. in all of American sports, I would say out of the top five most marketable people in sports in America. Four yeah. of them are NFL quarterbacks, and the other one is LeBron James. If you were strict at the team sports, because then you'd have to talk about, like, Tiger Woods. No. You don't think so? I, I makes would, so much I would, feel. I would, like, include him in that conversation. Yeah. Okay. I'd say, like, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, LeBron James, and then, like, maybe... Eli and <laughs> No, the guy from L.A. Got yeah, or yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson. Or yeah. next Aaron year, maybe Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees, not so much. I feel like he's more regional. Oh, that's an interesting point. Rather than national. But, I mean, yeah. not to take anything away from him. He's a great champion, I think. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. Okay, here's what I was looking up, and then we'll have to wrap up. This is the list of guys who were the first quarterback drafted in the draft. Okay, yeah. so not necessarily number one overall, the first quarterback. Right. Okay. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Right. Mitchell Trubisky, the Polish guy. Yeah. For... yeah. Okay. The sausage king. <laughs> the sausage king. Like, the sausage wait, king so of. Like... Oh, he's the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah. I can't oh, wait for that guy to open up like a fucking mattress store in Chicago when he retires. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, we, I'm gonna we gotta get that. That's one of the best uh, nicknames. Okay, remind me of that one. Jared Goff. Okay. Uh-huh. Amos Winston. Never heard of him. Right. Blake Bortles. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. He was not good at football. He had a moment, though. He had his moment. But see, and that's what I want to get back to is, like, guys who have their moments. Like, um, the the dude with the beard, um, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Talking about. Like, he's made an entire career out of, like, going to different teams, having a moment, basically tricking them into giving him money, and then being bad again. Right. And then going well, to he's a, he's a Harvard grad, so yeah, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, that guy knows what's up. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, EJ Manuel, okay, Andrew Luck, who you know quit, right? But he had a good, pretty yeah, good career, decent Cam, career, decent career. Cam Newton, which I think is an interest, you know, right. he got his whole. 
He went to the Super Bowl. He won he an MVP. Super Bowl. Yep. Sam Bradford. Matthew Stafford. Matt Ryan. Stafford, actually, despite his lack of playoff success, is like one of the top, top passing quarterbacks of his era. Okay, I want to get back to that at a later date, too, because I don't know how I feel about... I'm going to call them the mats of the world. Like, this, like, tier of quarterbacks that I can't really tell them apart. And they all play for, like, Minnesota or Detroit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, they've, they've got really great stats, but... They never win football games that I watch. Right. Um, well, he also, like, he was passing the Megatron for, like, yeah. seven uh, years. He was, like, yeah. the best receiver of a generation. You know what but, I mean? And that team never went to the playoffs. Or, like, did they go right. once? Yeah. But those guys both, like, put up Hall of Fame numbers, you know? Right. Right. <coughs> um, yeah. Vince Young, Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Carson Palmo, David Carr, Michael Vick, Chad Pennington. Okay. Yeah. Eli Manning won two, two Super Bowls. Yeah, two. two. Uh, who else? He's Mike, like, Vick, Mike Vick never won anything, right? No, no, none of them else. Except for some dog fighting matches, am I right? <laughs> None of the other ones ever won a Super Bowl. Other uh, than Eli Manning? Other than Eli Manning. Huh. Cam Newton lost one. Jared Goff has lost one. I thought there was another guy, but I can't. Oh, and Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan was on that list. Yeah, 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 Matt Ryan. There's yeah. some good quarterbacks on that list, dude. Right. But are they, num- you know, I mean... I think they're more busts than not. I feel like the quarterback position is a higher bust possibility than, say, offensive linemen. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, how strong and fat is this dude? Like, how good is he at, like, not (laughs) moving? (laughs) He is so strong and so fat. So fat. (laughs) You cannot move him. Like, try to move this guy. You can't do it. And you're like, shit, that's the offensive lineman I want. I want yep. that fat, strong dude who can't be moved. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Okay. All right. We're going to end this, but this is something I'm going to bring up again. Okay. I'm going to build. This is the hill I want to die on in 2020. Okay. Everybody I've brought this up to has said, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Right. I no, prob- I think you are. I think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to build my case. I'm very excited. All right. All right. I think just for marketing purposes, you're wrong. Yeah, the marketing purposes. You have, if you're going to market your team, you have to have uh, a charismatic quarterback. But but I'm also going to argue, like, the Tom Brady thing is, Mr. I was drafted in the sixth round. He was drafted last. Right. He was like the right. last person drafted in that draft. And, you know, not extreme, as extreme, but both 
Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I think Aaron Rodgers was the last pick of the first round, and I don't think Drew Brees was a first round pick. Right. Well, Drew Brees is like five feet tall. He's an right. anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Everybody thought he was too short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing that. But I, I'm I'm just. What if you could get the big, fat, strong guy who can't be moved? And maybe like Christian McCaffrey, and then draft your quarterback in the second round. Right. What like fantasy football? You mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So first you draft Christian McCaffrey, and then you draft Lamar Jackson like the fifth round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. The Bears could have drafted. That's what the Bears could have done. Right. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I don't know. I think the quarterback's uh, the most difficult position to play in professional football. That's interesting. Let's come back to that because you may be correct. Because, you know, every other position, it's just like you just do this. Yeah. Oh, I think it's definitely – oh, you said football. I think you're definitely right about football. I was thinking about, like, sports. Yeah, I would say that quarterback is probably the hardest non-baseball position to play in all of sports. That's, yeah, okay. Think about that, audience. That's a hot take. We're going to come back to this. I feel like every position in baseball is more difficult to play than any other position in any other sport, except for maybe right field and quarterback in the NFL. That's why baseball is the best. Well, wait. Left field. Left field. Designated hitter? Designated hitter. No, designated hitter, I think, is is hard. Because you have to do it? Like, you. Because it's like you have. It's like your entire world is exists in like three at bats per day like there's nothing else to like focus your energy on and it's like hard to keep that mindset for a three-hour game yeah you know what i'm saying yeah that's interesting i know you strawberry in the home run right <laughs> All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for hanging out with us. This has been the C Block. Talked about lots of good shit. We'll come back to it later. We didn't talk about. Did we talk about your Billy Irish theories? No, we'll get there. Okay. Also, we didn't talk about our book too. Right. We'll definitely need to talk about the book. We need to write a book. We need to talk about Billy Irish. Um. And yeah, what is it? It's February 7th, so less than two months until Pitchers and Catchers report? No, it's less than, oh yeah, less than two months. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say? Pitchers and Catchers report in... February 22nd, uh, I thought. No, I thought it was February 11th. Oh yeah? Yeah. I I was going to say it's less than... One month, but I think it's just over one month. Yeah, let's find out. And then we're going to get the hell out of here because we're at over 40 
over 40 minutes right now. All I'm saying is that pitchers and catchers report next month. Next month. Like, is this last- is the last month without baseball. Yes, yes. So today is January 7th. You're right. The first pitcher, because every team comes a little differently. The first pitchers and catchers report February 11th. So by the time we post this, it will be less than a month. Right. Yeah. Excellent. What is that? 24 plus 11 is 35 days from when we're recording this. I'm so pumped. We're going to get there. We're going to make it, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Uh, Red Sox are gonna. There's still some moves to be made in the off season too. Yeah. Mark my words. I think you. Are, the Red we'll, Sox may not trade Mookie Betts, but I think that the Indians probably will trade Francisco Lindor. And is Yasiel Puig a free agent still? I when I looked, it said he was a member of the uh, Indians. So. Oh, okay. I think he's gonna go someplace else. I want the White Sox to get Yasiel Puig. Then I'll be so happy. That'll that'll be a game changer for you. Yeah. Oh man, that would make 2020 the best. Then if you if okay if the White Sox had signed Yasiel Puig, I would say your disappointment level in September would be at an 11. <laughs> because your expectations after that move would have become unreasonably high, Joel. Uh, let's do it. Sign Puig. Fucking love it. Uh, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Joel didn't start the fire. <laughs>